0: The worst purchase of my life. You need it's some new shittiest shoes. Shittiest sandals ever. All these threads coming out of the fake leather. Remember when it was called naga hide? I remember that from a Garfield comic. How did that change? I'm Matthew Martinson. I'm Gordon McLattery. and this is Beard's Cats and Indie Game Audio. Welcome to it. We're
1: back again for another month. Yeah. Uh first time recording in the new Clay
0: studio. We've been here a while but we've
1: never Very recorded. Nice. We've never
0: recorded a podcast here yet. Get so. to spy on Vince composing the whole time?
1: Yeah. We've now got a control room to go with our recording room and, and it's also Vince's composing room at mm-hmm. the same time. So it's cool. We got sound treatment. We got a little little room. We got glass. We've got a patch panel. It's like pretty official.
0: Like key a floating shelf. Yep. First that, thing I noticed. That's for uh we gotta get
1: this uh stabilized. It's pretty flimsy right now it's uh, if it's
0: in studs it's fine i'm sure no i don't know if it is do not clean. Okay. yeah but that's like <laughs> so
1: you can have the bluetooth keyboard in here and do all your recording while you can look at the computer through the glass good idea
0: Yeah,
1: we're trying to think we're trying to like take what we did in the last room improve it mm-hmm. get it better you know, still a little little ghetto style, but we're yeah. good. We're
0: good. That's what I was planning on doing with my current studio, and I never really did it. Yeah. Did not. I improved the layout. I did not improve the audio stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to build a booth. Yeah. I never booth built is, a booth. Booth is handy. Yeah.
1: Neither have I. I've always told people how to build a booth, but I've never done it myself.
0: No, I know exactly what to do. Yeah. I yeah. just haven't built the voiceover booth yet. Yeah. Dang busy.
1: Cool, cool. Announcements. Wanted you to do announcements at the beginning. You got any announcements?
0: Uh, Announcements at the beginning. I have soft launched Uh the Bunker Punk soundtrack. Nice. But I'm not talking about it a lot yet. Okay. uh, Because I wanted it to launch with the game, but then the game got delayed. The distribution company I work with, they made me... They're like, it has to be in five weeks in advance. So I... I put it in five weeks in advance then, from when the game was supposed to launch, right. and then the game got delayed for quite so a while. It's no longer five weeks. Yeah, but I'm allowed to talk about it. Yeah. I just don't want to do a huge marketing push Maybe, yet. Yeah. But uh, if people want to go tell me what genre they think it is so that I can start <laughs> pitching to Spotify playlists, that would yeah. be great. Because awesome. it's industrial, but not much going on in the industrial realm <laughs> on Spotify. So yeah. I'm trying to think if I could twist it into some yeah. other genre. Yeah. Good luck. I'm I'm very proud of it. Let Gord it's...
1: know what you <laughs> classify his music yeah. as for that. Or
0: listen to it. Maybe I'll give you the contact instrument that I use to make the drums.
1: Me and another sound designer started a thing today, but I'm not talking about it yet because it's just started. Kay. Started about a thing, and I got another thing in the works. I got nothing to announce. I have lots of things in the works. Right. I'm not healthy yet. Still, you can probably I don't know if you can tell. My voice is all like jacked right now yeah one of the side effects for my drugs is like my voice gets worse as the day goes on oh great
0: <laughs> so it's weird voice will get bad <laughs> yeah laryngitis
1: <laughs> is one of the like severe side effects and i'm like oh, i'm not getting that but i'm definitely getting like i get up i can talk fine and then by the end of the day i'm like this weird horse right but i'm i am getting more energy so i'm getting back to be able to like pick up all the pieces i left fall <laughs> Right. So I'm scrambling to do a side project game, get it done in time, and pick up all my other ideas that I had. And then I started another new idea today because, you know, that's what you need to do.
0: Yeah, totally. That was a good <laughs> good idea, Matt. I was all like, don't do it.
1: Don't do it. This is a great idea. Let somebody else do it. Don't do it. Oh, shit. You started doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Splitter Critters released a cool new update cool. for people that get, if you get a new iPhone, get Splitter Critters because yep. you can play it in uh, Mixed Reality. Oh, sweet. Made quite a splash on Twitter, yeah. which was pretty exciting. Awesome. That's pretty so, cool. So, you know, we did the custom Mixed Reality sounds for it. Right. Which we'll talk about many podcasts from now. <laughs> because they're totally not just normal sounds that you would... Right. <laughs> but they are. But totally different. Yeah, totally different. Right. Because mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. that's what
1: you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. PAX. PAX yeah, was a thing. I guess thing.
0: we could go on over that a bit. PAX, PAX was fine. We were there yeah. representing Wander Song and the American Dream. Had a great time. Uh, it was a very good social PAX for me. I got to mm-hmm. see a lot of people yep. um, that I wanted to see. Cool. I did not tour the show floor at all yep i don't know if that means i'm jaded or <laughs> what i just wanted to see the people i wanted yeah. to see and that was nice
1: i am um, we showed off hot lava for the first time at pax Griftlands for the first time at pax we showed off oni we showed off don't starve we had a, like we had two booths running games showed really well lots of people excited which was awesome I was a lot excited to like talk to lots of fans and pc people get excited about the game, like I just worked the hot lava section, yeah, and just people walking by going, "Oh, the floor is lava!" Like when I played as a kid. And you're like, you get it, yes. get it immediately, awesome. <laughs> and yeah, saw lots of my dev friends. Like that's totally the biggest draw for me, for sure. Is same is is hanging out with people I only get to see there, like the Australians mm-hmm. and and stuff. And I got to check out some cool games as well. You know, so a couple of things swagged it up.
0: Yeah. Did my usual. I got swag from the Holy Mountain Brewery. Oh, nice. That's a good one. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> all, not even for me. I got it all for Caitlin. They have just the most badass shirts and hats. Nice. Oh, and,
1: that's an announcement. What? Uh, I'm going to be talking with Kevin from Power Up Audio at Game Sound Con.
0: Hey, wonderful.
1: So that's a reason to go to there if you need one.
0: I did not submit. Yep. GDC, don't know yet. I don't know if we're supposed to talk if we do know, but I don't know, so. <laughs> well,
1: I got an email today that I got rejected from GDC, okay. so. I that's...
0: didn't get that, but I wasn't the one getting the emails. Right. So, the person getting yeah. the emails might have got it and just not forwarded it to me yet. Yeah. So, I'm just in Schrodinger's <laughs> GDC talk box right now. It's a little sound joke there. Um, talk, if, if, talk if you box. did uh,
1: get uh, get shot down or, I mean, there's just, there's so many people that want to talk and so many good talks. And yeah, then so little spots to talk in, so mm-hmm. it's. I always feel it's not. It's it's no real indicator of whether or not your talk was good.
0: No, so if you get
1: rejected, it's kind of it's a volume just, problem. Yeah, it's just there's just no way to have all the good talks talk. So yeah. uh don't forget, there's going to be Carousel con again. Mm-hmm. So if you can take your talk and whittle it down to ten minutes, come do it outside. Tried to do
0: that. Oh, yeah. and Full Indie Summit. Oh, Full Indie up. Summit. We have so many announcements, Matt. Uh, I'm talking at Full Indie Summit. Yeah. And M's talking and so like is, full so is M. And so is Jesse. Yeah. From uh, Splitter Critters. Awesome. All my friends are talking.
1: Cool. I am talking about making failure part of your workflow and pipeline.
0: Yeah. So it's not even as much of an audio talk. No.
1: No. It's 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 audio focused because that's my workflow. Mm-hmm. But it's like very applicable to anybody, like design and coding, and just like work failure into what you do. To your schedule almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then. I'm going to give a bunch of examples of like, here's stuff that I scheduled failure for, and it worked. And here's where it didn't. Right. Because <laughs> I've definitely got stuff <laughs> I'm like, right, I am going to try this. This is going to be great. I'm going to give myself the extra time to try this weird experiment and give myself some time at the end if it doesn't fail and I can do the easy thing. Yeah. Oh, that didn't work. Right. That was, I
0: fell on my face there. Yeah. Well, there's Matt's talk, everybody. <laughs> Don't need to go there's to full the, summit anymore. The, yeah. Apparently we have lots of announcements.
1: <laughs> All right, should we uh, talk about what we were going to talk about? Yeah, what we were we the... going to talk about? It was
0: my topic. I came it was. up with it. And we both had stressful days. Yes. Wiped our minds out. We were going to talk about two things kind of split in, or one thing that then went into another thing. I'm just going to stop talking until you find it. Sure,
1: that's a good, <laughs> good description.
0: Ah, here we go. Dealing with the
1: public, NDAs, understanding secrecy, and the perception of what we do. Great. That was the broad strokes of us starting to figure out a topic. Sure. So where do you want to start in
0: that? Uh, let's start with dealing with the public and sure. what that means and how many different ways you can be dealing with the public. Yes. I would say the most common form of dealing with the public these days would be through social media. Yes. And it's important to understand where you fall in the like relationship pyramid mm-hmm. with your developers. And... Where you are in your career and, like, how you compose yourself can affect your career within that sphere.
1: Anecdotally, Mm -hmm. I just saw a big post on a forum today that was a designer that had been hired for a certain game switching companies. Yeah. The company went back and found a bunch of his old posts in forums and social media interactions and canceled his hiring and contract. Exactly. Because they were like, wait a minute. We don't like you as a person. Yeah. How he acted online lost him his dream job. Right. And so it was like, it's yeah. kind of
0: your true colors. I, I mean, but are we telling people to just mask their jerkiness? Just don't be a jerk. I mean, <laughs> be it's kind like don't be a jerk in person, like in the first place. But it's a little bit about don't overstep your bounds in yeah. a professional forum. And it's like if you're getting in flame wars with people. Yeah. In your industry, you have to learn how to argue cordially, mm-hmm. you know. And there's, there's, I mean, I've, I've gotten into, air quotes, arguments
1: with friends online, like yeah. other sound people who are in the industry. These are industry people, who are, in some cases, arguably way bigger in social media than I am, and way better, well-known people. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got voiceover friends and stuff, and you know, I've, I've gotten into, like, back and forths with Frida. Yeah. And I've like done it and we're like, haha, I'm joking. I know she's, you know, laughing and I'm joking. And then I look back at her and I go, man, if you don't know we're friends, I come off like a super asshole. <laughs> like I'm a total jerk. But when you know, like she knows and I know and people around me know. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like, oh, I'm a fan of, you know the voice actors you know looked at here, you, you're like, dude, this stupid sound designer from Canada what a jerk he's you yeah. know calling her names and whatever. So I've gone back at times and been like, hey we're friends, this is just a joke. <laughs> you know sort of put a end note on it because not everybody has that inside view mm-hmm. and you have to think about not just your interaction with whatever person you're interacting with on social media, but how somebody completely outside of that circle is going to see. And if you're, like, in a small group of sound designers and you're making, you know, whatever jokes Mm -hmm. and then the audio director from some studio in England that you've applied to goes and looks you up and he's like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah. What are these people talking about? This would not look good on us as a company to have this person working for us. And And it might
1: just be they don't get it. Like, oh, that's your friends. And, like, they would do the same with their friends but without that context. So you kind of had to look at everything you're putting out with – as little context as possible how can how can somebody look at this yeah i badly? think that's
0: i think that's super important i i do a lot of self censorship yeah i'm i'm a pretty sweary guy in person not yep. s, not sweary 65 just sweary it wouldn't be a bad thing to be either <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i try to keep it pretty civil yeah. on the internet maybe some people are like that's cowardly but uh i, I don't I'm think a, so i'm a big believer in the writing
1: the Email, tweet, message, whatever it is in reaction to what you've wrote and then deleting it and doing that about three or four times in an hour. Yeah. And get out the like, here's this thing I disagree with. Fuck you. I do that in my head.
0: and (laughs) I strongly disagree
1: with you. (laughs) Fuck you. Delete. Yeah. And just you whittle it down to like, okay, this is now something I can actually say and I'm okay putting out there. Yeah. I, I disagree with you. I think your idea is wrong. And here's the reasons why I think that. Okay, there we go. We're getting to a <laughs> we're getting to a better conversational message here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's sort of like the broad, broad view of like how you should be you know, right. in social media. And just think about how what you're doing can be perceived by people outside of your circle yeah. and, and in a bigger professional sense of like how you want to represent yourself. I swear a lot on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like I'm okay with that and I'm sort of okay with that. I hate this work, but my brand Yeah. I'm okay with that as being the foul-mouthed sound designer guy. But there are people that probably turn the wrong way from that. So you want to think about how that affects it on a larger scale. So then if you go down sort of a step down, one of the things we were talking about was Mm -hmm. you're working with a developer, Yes. You are active on social media. You have a Twitter account, you have an Instagram, you, you post pictures of your, your your work in progress. What does the developer you're working on want you to do?
0: How comfortable are they going to be with your brand? Yeah. Your personal brand. That's something that should be considered. Mm-hmm. I mean, before you take on a job, yeah, um, look at the brand of the company. Are you going to start working on a contract for Play-Doh or something? Right. <laughs> like are, you gonna, are you doing a Lego game? If I'm doing Play-Doh game ads, maybe I shouldn't be swearing my face off about stuff on, exactly. on Twitter. <laughs> if it's something that you're going to be advertising that you yeah. work on. As, maybe you're just in the background and you're not yeah. saying anything about it. But our games, we like to advertise for them. Mm-hmm. And we want people to know we're working on these games. Yeah. So I try to keep things in check.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of good sound design companies like you guys and PowerUp and there's other ones as well that that are becoming their own sort of brands and known. And it's, it's a good thing to be like, hey, who's doing the sound for this game? Oh, it's those guys and they did this other stuff. And it's like, it helps the game to mm-hmm. be like, these people are involved and here's the pedigree of all the stuff they've done. And here's the pedigree of the dev- devs themselves. It adds to that. But you have to talk with your dev and find out as you're saying, how comfortable are they with you being active in that process? Yeah. Do they want you to be actively going, We're a shell in the pit audio, we're doing splitter critters. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Or do they want to be like, Hey, we'd actually like to be in charge of pushing all of this ourselves, so can you just And there's not I mean don't tell anybody, but just keep it on the down low like don't talk about it a lot. Yeah, or maybe we want they... control
0: over that. Or maybe they disagree with how. Maybe they like your work, but they don't like your online persona. They may totally. not. They may not want your online persona involved with the game. But maybe they like you in person. Yeah, people online personas and people. Yeah, Two totally different, different things. things totally. totally, a lot different of the things.
1: time. And maybe they've just got a really like tight. Focused marketing plan and social media plan. And then they're like, right. If you just come in doing your thing, it's just gonna sort of mess up what we're going on. So radio silence, please, because mm-hmm. we're focused. Spread the messages we put out, but don't add to the conversation or something. Yeah. Like there's yeah, different. Yeah. There's lots of different ways these days to to approach these things. You're soft launching your soundtrack. You're talking about it, but you're not pushing it.
0: No, and I talked to Shane about it. So that's good. There was a conversation that that went on with the developer and your exactly. agreement
1: where to go and I think it's an area in which we can very easily make assumptions. This is how I act on Twitter all the time. So of course I'm going to talk about all the stuff I'm doing, but maybe you shouldn't.
0: No. <laughs> which will take us to uh, N-
1: NDAs? Is that
0: where we NDAs on? and and just not even NDAs but just not assuming that. Yeah. Not assuming that you can say anything. Yeah. I think this is a topic we've never covered before on the podcast which is kind of exciting because do <laughs> we cover things several B- times multiple times, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> hopefully in changing formats or with new <laughs> perspective over yeah. the years but there are such huge catastrophically huge mistakes to be made by assuming the level of of publicity yeah that you have yeah um or publicness I don't know The level of how public you can be with what you're doing Mm -hmm. with your work. Because the spectrum is huge.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel incredibly lucky to be at Clay, where Mm -hmm. we do so much of our games in early access. Yeah. So I get to talk about almost, like, all of our games way earlier than I ever would have when I worked in AAA. That said, we've still had games that, like, right, that we're not talking about Mm -hmm. yet. Showing Grifflands for the first time at, at PAX was a big deal because it's the first time we showed that guy. We weren't really talking about that before that. So I was always like, oh, we're working on the, on, on Oni and Hot Lava and Don't Star and, and that other game that we're not talking about. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, right. It's, there is times that even us as a very open studio is like, right, there's stuff is, we're not talking about.
0: We have to start with where are developers coming from when they want NDAs. Yeah. So part of it is kind of old school just – yeah. AAA. That's the way it was. You never talked about anything
1: because marketing was in charge and they needed to focus Have and.
0: Full control of yeah. when people receive information. Yeah. Some small studios still like to do that too. Yep. And they take it really, really, really seriously. Mm-hmm. Just read the contract. <laughs> yeah. You can get sued. This is not legal advice, but the contract says they can sue the hell out of you if you yeah. say anything. Contracts are scary. Anyone that has signed an NDA knows this. Yeah. But then there are – I've got lots of projects that had no NDAs, but yeah. they we're still not supposed to talk about things. There's
1: like handshaked NDAs.
0: Yeah. And the reasons are the marketing control, but also because we may not be sure yeah. this is going to wind up in the game.
1: That's a huge thing.
0: Prototyping. And that's kind yeah. of, that's kind of hot, hot, a hot topic right now, I think. Totally. We've experienced that yeah. with
1: with stuff at Clay, for sure, too. And I've seen it with lots of other games. I've, I see it a lot with Kickstarter games mm-hmm. is where I, I feel I see it a lot of, you know, you do a Kickstarter and you're promising, this is the game. And there's sort of this implicit promise that that's the entire game and it's ready to be built and done. But maybe it's not. And once you start getting in development, that's when you realize, wait a minute, that was a dumb idea. That's not going to work. I'm not going to – totally not going to have the time to make that any good. So yeah. you adjust and the game changes and the game pivots. And we've had games at Clay pivot so hard and so often that you just – you would make your head spin. And if you're every week going, right, this is the game – your player's gonna be like just confused and Or they get really excited
0: me. about it. You that's what yeah. can lead to over promising. I, I yeah. don't have any proof of this, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the anger over games like No Man's Sky mm-hmm. were they were showing things they were totally planning on doing. Yeah. And then they couldn't do it. But yeah. they told everyone they did. Yeah. And that results in just tremendous anger and death threats and har- yeah. harassment, which is another thing. Just don't do that. <laughs> um it's more just understand that they, the intentions changed or mm-hmm. realized it was impossible. We overpromise all the time and it's usually directed at people because we like them. Yeah. And we want them to be happy, not because we want to deceive them. We just – we really think we can do a thing. And then and so, it, we wind up being kind of wrong.
1: What's his name from Fable.
0: Peter Molyneux. Yeah. Always. Still. Pro- promising the moon. <laughs>
1: Promising such crazy things. And, and then, really
0: like, wants it to happen, I'm sure. Because
1: he, yeah, I fully believe that. He fully believed that they were going to have every tree grow in the game and like, yeah. all the crazy stuff. There was no deception on his part about it. It was like, these are the things he believed were going to make it. Yeah, and, then, and he was wrong. They didn't. <laughs> and that's that's really hard for players And fans to Mm -hmm. take, like to, you need a deep understanding of the dev process to, to get how these cuts happen and why they happen and, you know, why they're necessary and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And most people don't have that. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're a game fan. You have a passing knowledge of how, it's just like, I don't know how uh, actually my car is built, even though I'm a car fan. So, right. I don't know exactly how I build my engine, but I still enjoy my car. Yeah. So game fans are like that and it's no, you know, no fault of them to to not have this super deep understanding of how everything is. Yeah. But a lot of them shoot their mouth off like they do. (laughs) When you can not expose those things that are all going to be up in the air and all change, you can be better off.
0: Yeah. So that's why as sound designers, it's important for us to respect that. Yeah. Level of secrecy. Because we have really open developments. Parkitect is an extremely open development. It's been open since it was a prototype. Yep. But it's been made very, very clear from the beginning. Don't promise anything. Right. Don't outright eject ideas necessarily. Yeah. Unless you know binarily that that is not going to be in the game. Yeah. But don't promise anything. Yeah. And that's that goes for everybody. <laughs> so even if we're working on it. Yeah. Even if we're working on it and trying it out. yeah. yeah. Don't say it's. Going in yeah. necessarily because we have got to make sure it works first. Because
1: maybe it doesn't. Even if it you're might working, work. on it. maybe yeah. maybe you fail and mm-hmm. like scrap that idea.
0: And I think there's there's also the angle where we're not even sure this game's going to launch. You know, like we're <laughs> st- we're still we've been working on it a while, but it's still kind of prototyping. We're not confident with it right now. Yeah, we don't want to, We don't want people to see it in this state. It's kind of like or one of the early leaks mm-hmm. was. There was a Radiohead album, and they were mad about the leak, not because people were getting it for free, but because yep. the album that was released was not finished.
1: Right. So that um,
0: wasn't what they wanted
1: to people so to hear. So
0: consumers are getting a thing that is bad, that the artists think is bad, or the developers think that is bad. Yeah. And that can tarnish their reputation because it's not the product they wanted to release.
1: Yeah, yeah and sometimes that first buzz of, the, like, we found this thing, and everyone consumed it, Yeah, and that's that first impression.
0: Yeah, and, and now, it's, now they think they know what it is, Yeah, and when they hear it when it's actually good, or play it when it's actually good... They're already thinking it's but bad. But it's kind of tainted. Your perception is tainted.
1: It'd be like, you know, it's like picking up a game and playing it without applying the day one patch. Probably, of, like in a lot of cases, vastly different after that day one patch yeah. than what you first got. So
0: So what this comes down to is that before you say anything in a public forum, and it doesn't matter how many followers you have, check with your devs. And maybe things will loosen up, but I still check with everyone a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll do umbrella checks, like is it okay to show is it okay to show Ableton sessions of what I'm working yeah. on? Is it okay to show videos of Rx playing a sound effect? Right. And then up from that, can I show gameplay footage with yeah. my sounds behind it just in a, a short, short clip? You gotta ask every time yeah. in development because spoilers are another huge right. thing that needs to be protected. Sometimes I'll have an Ableton session open and I'll realize the name of the oh, file yeah. is Final Boss World Seven. And that yeah. that could immediately tell players how many worlds there are that there is a final boss people uh, notice that kind of stuff
1: we were reviewing a reel on real talk me and kevin mm-hmm. and it was like a weird screen capture and you could see a whole bunch of his desktop yeah it was one that got ripped apart You're right so once a lot of times that happens you start really critically looking at a lot more mm-hmm. And we noticed, Kevin, I think, noticed that there was a browser window open in the background. And he's like, I can see the top of that browser address. That's a pirate website. Oh, man. There was little things. There's just, man, I'm pretty sure you pirated something there. This is not something you want in your reel that you're sending out.
0: No. So so to that, game developers. That was
1: like, that's the far end. Yeah. Of the extreme, like, whoa, dude, don't show that. Yeah. Um. But you're totally right. Just even a file name can expose some sort of secret.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, final boss battle named Fred, and you're like, oh well, there. Everybody knows that Fred's the final boss battle now. Yeah, or maybe well, he and some, out. As sometimes
0: your, you have really, you might have really descriptive names for your songs. What if it's yeah. like Susan dies? Right, because that the songs are called that. Yeah. And if there's soundtrack songs, you might have a song called. And that. you start
1: up the game, and Su- Susan's your sister, and you're Someone's like, "Well, <laughs> like, oh great! Well, I know what happens to board. her."
0: <laughs> that could be a fireable offense. Yep. Devs will think you're a complete idiot for something like that. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah,
1: you got to be you got to be careful in a lot of levels what you share.
0: It can get murky. I once, uh, with Fantastic Contraption, somebody posted a, a link to an upload VR article or something that was a brand new article. On the game, and I was like, sweet, and just pounced on it and put it on Twitter. Yep. And uh, I think immediately someone was like, don't put that up there yet. That was a draft oh, that geez. Upload had sent to us privately. Ah. And I managed to delete it in probably 30 seconds, yep. but that would have been a media faux pas. Could have been bad. So yep. I check pretty thoroughly a lot of the time.
1: Mm-hmm. I um, I quite readily post my plugins of the day yep. stuff, but there is never anything in those about what it, this is actually being used on mm-hmm. so it's super vague yeah. so just like hey i used these five plugins today and i don't mention the game name i don't mention the sound i'm working on i just yeah. i don't mention any of that because i don't want to spoil anything or reveal anything
0: we don't want to say don't post anything no, no, it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's very important it, for us as sound designers that want to keep working and yeah. build our whatever our personal brands are or our company brands that we show that we're working on stuff. So it's just a matter of communicating with your devs, asking, can I post this on Twitter? Because I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, A lot of the time they'll be really excited that you want to post things.
1: uh, Yeah. I think especially the more in the indie sphere you are the more likely that the game devs are going to appreciate and want that help to be like, right, it's more people that are adding to our, you know,
0: yeah. marketing push. or noise. Yeah. You know,
1: there's more people talking now. So and you're going to bring in more people and that's good. It can be a very good thing. It's just you have that conversation at the beginning of, right, okay, what do you want me to do? How mm-hmm. much do you want me to talk or not talk? And just let's get some outlines. And then when it comes to specific stuff, I'll, I'll check with you. But just broad strokes, what are you into? Yeah. And then you'd be like, right, okay, this dev he wants me super active, and I'm going to post lots of stuff. And this dev wants me to be very quiet about stuff, so won't post about that one. And great yeah. great thing to work out yeah. at the beginning. And then were we transitioning into something else? Oh, perception of what we do. That's wrapped up it's some of the big mess of stuff we touched on a tiny bit before, too, that devs have been talking about. There's Right. It's, it, it goes back to that interacting with people. Not so much the like get your stuff in order about what you can talk about, Mm -hmm. but guaranteed once you're talking about stuff, there are going to be people out there who may or may not have the right perception about what we do as a job and how we do it and what that entails.
0: And what our end goal is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So... Like there's famously for us at Clay, somebody once ages ago in our forums said, why don't you add multiplayer to Don't Starve? Mm-hmm. It's just a few lines of code.
0: Yes. Classic.
1: So that's the joke that
0: now gets thrown. Oh, it's just a few lines of code. And you're <laughs> like, well. Define a few. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> I mean, a few um, can mean a lot of things. Yep, it can. <laughs> a few could be 10,000. That could be a few to that person. That's a few bacteria. Yep. Yeah.
1: So there's a lot of armchair whatevers. Yeah, armchair sound designers, game devs. I'm sure I'm guilty of it as well of talking out my butt about stuff that I think I know about. And yeah. I'm an, like, I'm an armchair oh,
0: film, filmmaker right. for sure.
1: <laughs> and they're just like, no, that's you're totally wrong. Yeah. Um, so it, when when you're posting about stuff in social media, and you know, sharing a clip of of song you did, mm-hmm. somebody is going to come along and be like. You're doing it wrong. That's the wrong program to use. You shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Why are you doing it that way? Like, bah, barf all over you.
0: For Parkitect, not frequently, but once or twice. Yeah. People have, I think I've been emailed or direct messaged, people telling me they don't like the music and they wish it was more like Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> and it's like, that's we're not making Thank, that thanks.
1: game. <laughs> it's not, you know, that's a different game.
0: Also, you're not my boss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's something that you have to be prepared for. Know that that's going to happen. Somebody is going to come in and probably the bigger the game you're working on the more likely somebody's going to come in and shit over all over whatever you just said about what yeah. you're doing um so you have to learn how to react to that
0: yes this ties back into you could totally snap yeah and it could come it could come off real bad
1: yeah totally that's the, like, write the message and delete it. Yeah. Write the message and delete it a few times again. Maybe
0: just write it on paper. Yeah, not it, even on, on your computer. Set it on fire for your own satisfaction. Not
1: even on your computer so that no accidents can happen. Just yeah. You can also just be like, that was it. I wrote a bunch of messages. I deleted them. I never responded. I've done I'm that a even, bunch
0: of times. Yeah. It
1: works. Not going to engage.
0: Write the paragraph be mean just don't hit send it yeah. doesn't because it's not gonna you're not gonna change their mind they're the no. type of person that direct messages somebody in a creative position that they have no they are not enabled to control yeah so that is they're already being weird
1: the more than likely not engaging is usually your best option yeah for sure um, but if you do you got to be you got to be careful if you do engage maintain that professional level. Mm-hmm. And remember that there is a very, more than likely, a very different level of knowledge and skill set between you and potentially that person.
0: And our 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 main recent one right now is that happens to me every time we release one of the videos is on smarter every day. Right. We do the slow motion sound design. Yeah. For these films that are being shot at 30,000 frames per second. Right. You, and so we have so we do sound design for those.
1: Because you, can't,
0: you record can't record sound it. at that. <laughs>
1: that's just, and every
0: no. every time there are a lot of people are just being inquisitive, and then right? I do I answer them, and they're really happy about it. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit of a skill. Basically, knowing it's just
1: the difference between people who they, are they're
0: like how do they record that sound? People say that. I'll happily answer that. Yeah. Or or don't they have a microphone on the camera? Yeah. No, you can't record yeah. that you can't speed up recordings that much. We yeah. can do it like we can speed them up like four times. Yeah. Not 300. <laughs> but some of them are just they just they just hate it. Yeah. They hate it so much that it is designed sound. And that's only cuz we told them and they feel duped. I don't know what to tell those people, so I just don't say anything because it's like, well, I really hope you don't learn about ADR and film, right? I really hope you don't learn about all post audio. Period. Yeah. You know. Well,
1: like there was what was the big nature documentary that got a big kerfuffle for just that? I don't know. BBC like it was one of the BBC ones BBC like last Earth? year or something. It might have been like BBC Earth. People or just or, two or something. People just
0: found out that they didn't yeah. record all those sounds,
1: and and that was one of those things. I think as a sound person, yeah, you're like. Um that's a herd of wildebeest shot from a helicopter. Yeah. And I can hear the Well of course somebody posted that. Yeah. But I'm a sound person. I'm like I understand most people just assume, well, you shot the film of it, you must have sh- shot the sounds of it too. Yeah. And it came out like, well, yeah, we we post everything cuz it's in a helicopter, you can't right. record the sounds of the animals when I'm in a helicopter. And, and so- there was a big freak out cuz it was just it was that pulling the curtain away yeah. and exposing what has been the reality for countless years.
0: So would you prefer that we put a disclaimer before everything and kill the magic or just let people complain?
1: I I think it I think to what you're targeting mm-hmm. is important in that regard. Um, I think a I mean this with no offense. Yeah but a fluffy nature documentary like Earth yeah it's not about the r- super strict reality of the situation no it's presenting you with this amazing place with these amazing creatures yeah I think anything <clears> that is <throat> edutainment
0: yeah yeah the edutainment category the, the, I'm like attainment oh, I'm the attainment part is important yeah. but if you're like we're a strict documentary that's like this is or this is an academic film right you know
1: yeah that we want to show you exactly what this actually really is like for for academic purposes and for teaching and stuff. Maybe if there was moments you would have a disclaimer like there yeah. have been sections of this that have been posted that diverge from reality.
0: Yeah, we just we get people that are so they're just like, well, I want the real sound. Yeah, it's like you can't have the real sound. You don't. The real sound slowed down three hundred times <laughs> is inaudible to the human ear. <laughs> and and there and I do get all kinds of suggestions from people that know a little. Yeah. You know, know a little enough to be dangerous. Like, why well, can't you just slow it down enough and then use a the Fourier transform and and fill in all the gaps? And and it's like that's just as fake as doing a sound design because ninety nine point nine percent of the sound is gonna, made up. is going to be digitally re, like resynthesized. Yeah, and it's going to sound like a robot. So how about I just take the original sound? I'll just put it right at the beginning, and I'll <laughs> I'll fill in everything else. Yep. and we're talking about the same percentage. Yeah. Anyways, there's my rant. Deal with them nicely. Yeah. Don't answer the ones that make you mad or that you know are just. Stubborn. If people have made up their mind and yeah. changing one person's mind that is just a viewer. Um, yeah. You got to learn to walk away. It's going to take up too much of your time.
1: Mm-hmm. Too much time. Too much energy. There's, mm-hmm. you know, be nice. If you can't be nice, walk away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's – if you've – after you've written the fourth or fifth draft and it's still not nice yeah. or uh, constructively critical, you just got to go, man. I
1: mean, I've gotten into some, like, stuff on – forums and stuff where I'm like, I know that this is not good and I can't help myself and I just have to do it. And I know the end result is just, I'm going to continue to fight with this person. I'm never actually going to convince them. They're never convince me. This is just a fight. Yeah. But I can't stop myself and I'll be talking about it. And my girlfriend would just be shaking her head at me like, dude, you know better. Yeah. Like she's like, you know where this is going. Yeah. Why don't you just stop? It'll oh, be I better. I definitely quit Reddit because if of you just stop. that stuff.
0: Quitting Reddit. I haven't had an argument online for like a year. Nice. Yeah. It's good. It's great. Because I remember I would actually get stressed out about it. I'd yeah. I'd be like, I'm having this argument. I'm really riled up. I don't know this person. They don't matter. The thing I miss the most about... Reddit and the audio world is the two acoustic engineers that hate each other so much. <laughs> they are on, yeah, audio engineering, the yeah, subreddit, yeah. and there were two acoustic engineers, the only two acoustic engineers, I think. Right. And they despised each other. And they would argue for pages and pages <laughs> and pages Jesus. and pages. And I sometimes I would egg them on. <laughs> sometimes I would start. I would... I, i would start the argument oh you're
1: a bad person
0: it was great (laughs) (laughs) well i think that um
1: i think that covered what we wanted to talk about
0: i think so i think we can roll into some
1: questions so So i got one question well i got two questions and one wasn't really a question okay uh one was um our beard questions okay i
0: guess I don't have That's many a, beard answers. I cut mine. Mine's really short right yeah, now.
1: It is. I'm getting. I need a trim. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to look crazy. I got a I need a barber. trim, or I'm going to separate it into two braids and just be a dirty Viking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there was no actual call up question. That was from
0: John. Thanks, Dave. John. Thanks.
1: Uh, and the real question I got: Johnny Grayson, uh, who is Fender B on Twitter, mm-hmm. asked top tips for creating awesome ambiences, Unless it's already been talked about before, it may be. But hey. Hey, can't have enough awesome ambiences. No. So what are you, what are you what are your thoughts on tips for creating great ambiences?
0: Um this is beds, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So They're sort of something to- are getting more and more complex these days. We yeah. get we get to break things up and to create yeah. our worlds more accurately. So, so a bed ambience should be like pretty lush. Uh, frequency rise it should leave range for more important stuff usually the human voice so mm-hmm. you want to shelve out those frequencies to leave space for that yep. it should be a nice ambiance should be like a cradle for the voice mm-hmm. basically lows some highs mm-hmm. um, but not hissy highs yeah
1: yeah you don't want you don't want it to be annoying you know you want to you want to have that little bit of room yeah in like the mids upper mids you don't want too much low stuff either that's probably something you want to come from other things because it can
0: tire people out. Some ambiences yep. can be great with lows, like if you're on a submarine or something. Mm-hmm. And if if it's a dynamic ambience, that's something you can play around with to yeah. like bring more lows in, take them out.
1: Yeah, yeah. that yeah, that definitely frequency kind of very much shifts with context yeah. of where it is and what you're doing. It's like you're in a cave, okay, yep. you're gonna want more lows than than you would out in a field. And
0: yep. interesting, but not distracting. Yeah, I would say is a, it doesn't... Nice vague direction.
1: Doesn't, the beds don't want to call any attention to themselves. No. You want to notice when they're not there, but not notice when they are.
0: So, and the big point on that is no noticeable loop points. Yeah. So there should be no singular identifiable sound that you're going to notice every mm-hmm. time. If you've got traffic and it's just traffic washed the whole time and there's <laughs> one car horn. Yeah. You're going to hear that car horn every minute and you're going to be like, oh, here it comes again.
1: Um, I like if I've got the voice count. And the memory and everything mm-hmm. to split my beds up into different loop length layers. Yeah. yeah in, in the middleware. So it's like two or three files. Yeah. And they're all different lengths so that that creates weird offset loop points that don't loop around as much. Yep. Um, and then you've got all your spot emitters or spot things, whatever you want to call them, that you then add into the beds. Mm-hmm. That's where you get more of your flavor and.
0: Those can be specific because they're visible. The world. Yeah.
1: And if, if they're not visible, I think there's a lot that can be done with not visible ones too. That yeah, true. inform what's going on in the bigger world. Mm-hmm. And that's where you really like, to me, you really set the tone of whatever the place is. Yeah. You know, that's where your car horn would be. Right. Because you're like, I'm deep in New York City, so I've got the car horn. And yeah. I've got a police siren that... Reflects off of buildings, but it doesn't happen all the time and it mm-hmm. happens in different places in the stereo field and it moves around. So you're just not like, right, that's that one car that drove by again.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want you want to take the whole building worlds thing quite seriously. Yeah,
1: I like to um, – and this is a sort of broader than just ambiences. I like to mm-hmm. think about it in this way of like a lot of sounds that I make of what – is making the sound like physically, like it's a thing in a game, but like if that was an actual physical real thing in front of me, what would be making the sound? And then I can start to piece together what those aspects are like, okay, so this moves, and that's like two plastic things grinding against each other. Okay, I need some plastic grinding stuff, and then the sound would travel through this tube because it's inside it okay so i need it to resonate because of this like sort of break it down into the thing so in an ambient sense it's like what is this this world we're building like what makes sounds in this place do they have birds do they have police cars do they have people walking by what kind of birds are they is this an alien planet so I make weird alien birds or do i want like a freaking robin like, yeah like you know like, what, what is this stuff in there? Oh, okay, there's a fence that creaks. Okay, what's the fence made out of? What's, you know, is it old? Is it new? It's just like almost overthink all of these pieces and start building up the world in my head. So that's, that's one of the ways I like to approach that kind of larger scale world building stuff is just like if it were actually real, what would the physical properties of this stuff be? Mm-hmm. And that can inform a lot of littler decisions that you make. Down the line, I guess the biggest overarching advice for awesome ambiances I could say was be true to the world you're
0: creating.
1: And then there's all that technical stuff we talked about,
0: and the tone, because sometimes the world might be augmented. Yeah, emotionally, mm-hmm. that's well. another thing. That's totally a, a,
1: an important thing. It's something I'm dealing with. One of the games we're doing right now is how how do we get all the sounds to evoke the emotion and tone we're trying to hint at. And it's not an overt thing. So it's, okay, how can we subtly, though, shift shift stuff into the emotional range we're trying to talk about in this level mm-hmm. and how it's different from, you know, an earlier level. So do we shift everything when we load a new level? Do I apply almost global pitch change to be like, right, it's scary now, so I'm going to just drop a couple <laughs> tones down. You know, stuff like that. You could think about, like, okay, well, this is all super happy. And then the next level is, oh, my God, it's scary. So and we're going to apply pitch changes to different things That put everything disharmonious. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shift this one semitone and that other event, two semitones the other way. And just, I got to put everything just off. Yeah. Whereas the happy level, everything's smack in tune. So, emotion, reality. Finding that
0: balance. Um, You had a question. I had one question from uh, Xander. Xander? Xander. Is it Hume Home? Sure. Uh, There's an L in there that I didn't think was there. (laughs) Xander basically wanted to know how you should charge clients for... Work that isn't exactly hands-on asset creation work, doing emails, right. having meetings.
1: Working but not creating an asset or yeah, implementing yeah. a sound.
0: And, th- and this is like pretty it – can, it can feel pretty vague, but I think I have a pretty good idea yep. of what the Venn diagram should look like. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like if you're doing work and it is for that project, but it is work that is going to contribute directly to your studio – yeah. or it's something that you just don't have yet, but you'll continue to use forever. Then I don't think it's completely ethical to charge for that kind of thing. Right. But anything that is directly related to that project, yeah, then charge away, basically. So meetings, emails. Uh, if you're building custom tools, like we are, so like we yep. build custom tools, but we don't charge for building custom tools uh, that are for all our projects. Right. You know, we'll charge for the specific. The specific work. Done. Time
1: created to make that tool work for that game or integrate yeah, into that exactly. game. Or, yeah, I, I remember, I can't remember, it must have been Sander was talking, we were talking about it somewhere earlier on a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago, I think, about he was getting libraries. If I remember the story correctly, he needed a library for a new project and he was like, well, do I charge the client for it? Because I need it for that. Mm-hmm. Or do I buy it? Like, how does that, how does that work? There's that kind of stuff, like assets and, and gear, all that kind of stuff like you're saying that it benefits mm-hmm. you as a company. And then there's meetings and research and yeah.
0: I know I do know people that do charge for that stuff though sometimes. Yeah. I so think it, it depends on your client. <laughs> I mean, you can always try. <laughs> yep, there's certain
1: cans of worms I think that opens up. Mm-hmm. Well, I needed this library. Yeah, I'm billing it through to the client. And the client goes, "Well then, don't I own that library?" Yeah, exactly. So you can't use it on any other.
0: They're perfectly in the right yep. to totally. Say that. Um,
1: so there's that kind of s- stuff. Um stuff like meetings and all that kind of stuff to me I if I was charging hourly I would be charging for that yeah that is part of work mm-hmm. I might not be creating an asset but if I'm researching something about how to what I want to make or like I got to research a game cuz that's the reference you've given me mm-hmm. right uh, as an hourly I'm going to charge that and if I'm if I'm doing a per sound effect thing I hopefully have correctly Built Fudge. those into my prices I'm giving per sound effect. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong and there's way more meetings than I thought there was going to be. Yeah. At which time. It's never going to be exact. Maybe you've got to have a, a talk and a renegotiation at that point. Hey, you're only paying me per sound effect and I'm spending twice as much time in meetings with you. Like, Yeah, right. Something's got to give here. I feel that stuff gets into a harder place when you're doing per sound effect because you got to figure out how to build that stuff in. Yeah. And it's, it's tough, especially when you're starting out. You're like, yeah, and you're like the to, first budget, time you're working with a dev. You're trying
0: like, to budget your own time can get yeah. really tricky.
1: So, I mean, I've always worked with trying to buy libraries and gear and stuff all just straight up myself. And that gets factored into my budgets for stuff. Got to do this, but it's always just been like, well, I bought what I needed, what gear I wanted and needed. And like you've said, don't buy gear unless it's a, you know it's needed for a job and it's gonna yeah. sort of pay for itself. So you yeah. can be like, right. The the next thing is the next. Ge- don't don't
0: buy gear on spec. No. Yeah.
1: And you know we've got this game coming up, and I know for a fact we're gonna do a whole bunch of field recording for it. So right, we're gonna upgrade our field kit mm-hmm. and get either another recorder or you know a better shotgun or something. And then you're like, okay, so the new, you know, shotgun mic and blimp and everything, that doesn't go in as a line item for your bid, but you factor in, right, I'm going to have to spend $1,000 on this microphone, so I'll adjust my rates to make that part of all of it. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to explicitly say, right, sound effects is this much, and gear I'm going to buy to do the job is this much. Mm -hmm. Mm No, no client wants to see that. No. (laughs) That's like your business stuff. You don't go into Subway and they give you a sandwich and they show you a bill of how much their fridge cost to run for the time it took to make yeah, your sandwich. Right. <laughs> or they had to buy a new meat slicer. Like, <laughs> So that's my not being a
0: freelancer advice on being a freelancer. And uh, I think that's it. That's it. I got to go. You got to go? Yeah.
1: It'll be a short one this month. But
0: Getting another one out.
1: Yep. That's it. Thanks that's for listening. It. Bye. Bye.